0: Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So glad you're with me today because I want to talk to you about some very, very important things that are often hard to accept about life. And if you accept these eight uncomfortable truths that I'm about to talk to you about, uh, I think you're going to be able to live a better life and that's the goal of uh, my content is that you learn ways to always better yourself, to let go of pain, and to step into joy and happiness. And several years ago, I saw a post on social media that simply said, if you argue with the truth, you'll suffer. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Why? Because I hadn't made that connection. Because I'd been doing exactly that. And guess what? I'd been needlessly suffering as a result. I used to spend so much of my time wishing certain things didn't happen, that they weren't actually happening, or that when they didn't work out, I wished that they had. And I was buried deep in that neediness rather than accepting the gift in the fact that things were exactly playing out the way they needed to for me. I just didn't make that connection. I wasted so many years of my life grieving and lamenting for the disappointments I experienced, and I was stuck there. I couldn't get out of it. No one taught me that it's not okay to sit in your shit, right? It's better to do something about it. It was time I stopped doing that, and the moment I saw the post, I made a huge internal shift in that moment. Wisdom comes to us in many forms, and so often we choose to ignore it. Perhaps a friend utters words to you that you may not like, but they're true. Perhaps you see a commercial on TV that talks about something you're struggling to change, but you haven't. And it reminds you that you can overcome it. You just need to make the first move and just start to change one thing. Maybe there's a song playing on the radio that echoes exactly the kind of state that your life is in right now and lays out the kind of life that you want. And you've been given an opportunity to do a life review while you're listening to it and time to think about next steps while you're in the car driving. You got nothing to do but think. My mother Uh, has her special wisdom. And I tell her that all the time, not because she's older uh, than I and has lived more life than I, even though that's very, very true. We all know that the more life experience that you have, the more wisdom you have for the most part. But it's really because of her personality and her personality is such that she is the constant calm in a family. When we were little, she had a bumper sticker that was on the cabinet at home and it said, I'm the mommy, that's why. And it comes down to that. She knows simple wisdom with a profound punch. Messages of balance like, Janice, I don't get worried until there's something for me to worry about. It used to blow my mind. That was not my personality back then for most of my life. And I still get stuck in that. You know, when we feel like we can't control something, we can get caught up in the tizzy of worrying about it. Uh, So for the most part, that's not my personality, although I have to say that over time, as I've aged and I've learned to respond rather than react, I've been able to adopt that wait and see attitude. And boy, has that saved me a lot of heartache. Granted, there are some situations where, like I said, I I cannot help myself but get caught up in the worry, and I just accept that that's who I am, so I got to ride the wave until I'm calm. And sometimes it takes me a couple of days because I get hooked. It's kind of like I get this obsessive loop when I feel like something that's happened has been unjust, and uh, I don't know how to solve it. Really, more so. I don't know how to accept it, but messages like this from my mama makes so much sense. Very little is within our control, and most definitely, how we choose to respond to life is something uh, that we can definitely control and manage. One day, several years ago, I shared something with her that I was struggling with, and given the hard work that I've done on myself to grow from whatever life has handed me, I said to her, "Mom." i know that this this is what it is, and I can't argue with the truth or else I'll be in pain. And she smiled at me as if I had spoken her language, finally, and with proud eyes and her soft, gentle voice said to me, Yep, you're exactly right. Once these words came out of my mouth to her, I knew I was onto something. I knew that if I took this position with whatever life throws at me, then I'd be just fine. I knew that this mindset would offer me the next step, which was to take some sort of action to influence my mindset. And while I attempted to influence the outcome, I really couldn't. Like I say, the only thing we can really influence is ourselves. And the very first place is how we think about things and perceive things. So, My first step was to accept the truth of the situation fully, not partially, not mostly, but fully accept that what was going on, and I tell people, I I want you to really look at the challenges that are going on in your life as just factually based, as if you were writing a description, right? So I was talking with a, a new client yesterday, and we were talking about Uh, her desire to go into business for herself and the challenges that she's had growing up. Because really that's the crux of a good business is that you've been through pain and a problem and you found a solution. And so she was concerned and uh, about really kind of going back and really connecting to all this stuff. Uh, But I said to her, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just look at what's happened in your life as just a bunch of facts, not about who it makes you, uh, and, and who you are. So to accept the truth of the situation fully is a first step. Second step is to take action to experience the feelings that I want to feel. So if I look at the situation and I say, you know what, I don't really like that part. What can I do differently so that that doesn't happen? And the third step is to feel better as a result of the action I've taken. It really is that simple. I like to, for lack of a better term, dumb things down for people. And I've heard so so much over the years from clients, uh, and I'm so grateful. They're like, you break th- difficult things down into such simple terms that can be digested. And my hope is that you're experiencing that while you're listening to these podcasts, because that really is my goal. I want you to digest the content so that you can use it. So today I want to talk to you about the truths that you need to accept in order to live truthfully and fully without struggle, without suffering, and without needless unhappiness. Because if that's the way you live, my dear, you are the common denominator and you cannot hold anybody else accountable for your unhappiness. If you bitch all the time, that's your shit, not anybody else's. If somebody treats you poorly, that's their shit, not your problem. So I want you to really listen to these truths and maybe you need to listen to this again when you're struggling with something. Maybe take some notes because what I'm about to share with you, there is a shit ton of golden nuggets in this, okay? And I really wish somebody had taught me these things when I was younger. And it would have saved me so much heartache, but that wasn't the case. And what I realized about my life is that I've learned these things on my own. And guess what? I get the privilege of teaching them to you. I hope you really listen to these truths and adopt them as hallmarks for living a life that's full and peaceful for yourself. I promise you, because I've this is through my trial and error, if you do, if you follow these principles, you're gonna be more at peace than you ever have been And you'll be able to really listen to your guidance, your internal guidance, your intuition far more than your uh, emotional reactions. And the quality of your life is going to exponentially improve. I've seen this over and over and over again. I've been doing this shit for 28 years. And every time I talk to people about my clients uh, about these concepts, thankfully, switches go on. First one, life will rarely go as planned. There's a saying uh, that says, you plan and God laughs. And there couldn't be a more, a truer statement about life, y'all. So if you can't trust your plans to come to fruition, then what are you left to do? See, it's not that life won't go as planned, but it's more that life won't almost never go as you plan it. There's a large framework outside of you that establishes the parameters for your life. The universe and God dictates what happens in your life, both from the point of view of how much uh, you participate in creating what's right for you and what you actually need to do to do what's right for you. So please don't plan on having an agenda or a plan. Set the intentions to experience what you'd like to experience. And then the next best thing is to just be open to what happens. Because if you hold tight uh, to your expectations, as I always say, guess what happens? You get disappointed or hurt. And while most of us prefer to know what to expect, life doesn't operate along lines of expectations, but pain does. It operates along the premise that, you will always get what you need at the exact time you need it and not a moment sooner and not anything different than what is meant for you to get. I'm going to say that again cuz that was a mouthful. I'm going to say it slowly. You will always get what you need at the exact time you need it, not a moment sooner, and not anything different than what is meant for you to get. It really is that simple? So the next time you plan on something going smoothly, plan on incorporating extra time for diversions and then practice your pivot. You'll be much better off uh, if you learn how to pivot. And and I want to share with you and remind you to learn more about the art of pivoting and why it's so important for you to learn how to constantly be able to adjust to what life shows you listen to my podcast number 68 on iTunes. I think it's called The Art of the Pivot. I can't remember, but it has the word pivot in it. So that's what it is. So it's number 68 on iTunes. Number two, y'all, failures are unavoidable. Anyone with the intention to succeed must keep this in mind. In order to succeed, you have to experience failure. Most of us equate failure, though, with our own inadequacy. We personalize it. That's where you get all yourself screwed up. But it's not what failure equates equates with, with at all. When failure occurs, it isn't about how inadequate you are as a human. Rather, it's about course correction. It's about eliminating what doesn't work and incorporating what does. You couldn't have a better gauge of whether whether or not you're on the right track than failing. If you really think about it, all, all of the most pivotal inventions have foundations that have been built upon radical and massive failures and repeated failures. The invention of electricity, light, computers, aviation, travel, medical procedures that truly help people heal and stay alive. Guess what? That shit didn't happen the first time, right? The originators attempted to create these miracles over and over and over again with many, many attempts to perfect an imperfect idea. If you fail over and over again, then fuck yeah, bravo to you, my dear. You're on your way to finding your solution. Sometimes though, you have to relax your thinking mind to find it, and most of the time, you have to take the time to find the details that are in the way of your grand idea. They're often hidden in the fine print of things, but then again, some of them are blatantly recognizable. I urge you never to give up on a dream that you that you have just because you haven't been able to bring it to life in working order. I watch The Voice. I watch those singing shows because I love it, like singing and dancing brings me freedom and joy, And I really feel like if I have to come back in another life, which I really don't want to, y'all, I want this one to be my last one so I can influence from above. But if I did, my ass would be up on that stage singing, singing, singing in front of as many people as I can be. So don't ever give up, right? Keep trying no matter how many times you need to step up to the plate and swing that bat. No baseball player became an instant success without practicing for hours and hours every day for years. So too must you practice discipline and diligence with your dreams and ideas. You'll experience many relationship blunders and failures too, but that only serves you the opportunity for growth so that you can become the kind of person who's ready to draw into your life the very best partner. That's how you got to look at this shit that happens in your life is sets you up for success. So quit moaning and bitching about the things that don't work out and start learning what you need to learn from them about who you are and who you need to become. Don't be mad with things don't work out. Learn from it. Then make better and different choices. Failure isn't about the results. It's always about getting back up and trying again. I'm going to say that again. Failure isn't about uh, the results. It's always about getting back up and trying again. To fail is to succeed in my book. I hope your book contains a sentence that says that too. Number three, expectations will always lead to disappointment. This one was a hard truth for me to learn and I had to learn it the hard way through trial and error like I talk about. So many times in my life I found myself hurt by others and I couldn't understand why that continued to happen to me. Once I realized that hinging expectations onto anyone or anything was the root of the pain I experienced, I began to become more aware and more learned of my patterns and of what I truly hoped would happen. Then, once I was aware of those things, I could reel back in those expectations and lay them down. Choosing to practice this has made such a massive difference in my life. I'm better able to experience what comes and move forward than find myself disappointed, hurt, and faithless in others. When I expected something from someone, I hinge my happiness on whether or not they can make me happy through compliance with my needs and rules. And if I continue to do that and the person was not only unaware of how much weight I put on their choices, because most people are, they're very unaware of what you expect from them and how. So if I, they're unaware of the, how much weight I put on their choices and behaviors, but also unable to fill my expectations, then I constantly experience hurt. So if you do that, If you like want somebody to read your mind or you're hoping for somebody to do something or something to happen, you better put the brakes on that, reel that shit back in and remind yourself in the reality that what happens is meant for you and you will be just fine. So I change my strategy, and I ask that you change yours. Stop assigning others to be in charge of your happiness through meeting your expectations. That's way too much pressure on someone else. And you give your power away too. Sounds kind of yucky. If someone meets your needs, fantastic, great. If they don't, then just know that it wasn't meant to be. Or maybe you need to learn how to express your needs better or you gotta move on. Number four, your life conditions are temporary. I'm gonna say that again. Your life conditions are temporary. And I'm gonna add to that, they're as temporary as you make them. Have you ever felt as if your life will never change? That your suffering is permanent and pervasive? Well, I'm here to tell you, and y'all know, I shoot straight that what you're going through, it will end and it will change, but that's up to you. And no one is destined to live a life that excludes growth and happiness. I'm going to say that again. No one is destined to live a life that excludes growth and happiness. The key to understanding this is to know that at any single moment, You can change your decisions and change your destiny. And I really mean that, y'all. For some, temporary can be 30 seconds. For some, it can mean a year, five years, or 10 years of living in the same life conditions. It's however long you choose to make it. So when you're at the lowest point in your life, and you believe that you can't get out of the mess that you're in, and you say, I will not live this way anymore, you will begin to change your life because you will start doing things differently because you're sick and tired of living the way you're living. You'll be offered opportunities once you open up to this idea to change your life conditions every day, whether it be from an alternative source, a person, TV ad, song, billboard sign on the side of the road, Inspiration to change your life can come to you uh, in a myriad of ways. Life is never set stagnant. So please don't convince yourself that for some reason yours is. That's just an excuse. And that's just practicing helplessness and victimhood. And if you want to be a victim and way, way, way all the time, that's your problem and that's your choice. But I'm going to tell you, people will get sick and tired of hearing that. And at some point, hopefully, you're going to get sick and tired of saying that stuff. You never know what will happen from year to year in your life, let alone from day to day. You have no idea. So, sweetie, not only hang in there, but I want you to start looking for the signs that lead you to new paths, new people, new opportunities. They are all around you. But you must first open your eyes in your ears and lift your head up to notice them. Ha, that's it. Makes for a much better view, doesn't it? Number five, forgiving yourself will be the hardest challenge in your life. I've always had a difficult time being kind to myself when someone I care about is upset with me or disappointed in me. The disappointment really is the killer for me. When you disappoint somebody, the truth of it all is that they had expectations of you that you didn't meet and they hinged their happiness on your choices. Many times I've spoken about expectations and how, if you have them or any, uh, have them of anyone or anything, like I said before, you're going to undoubtedly experience disappointment along the spectrum, uh, from mild disappointment to real pain and heartache. That said, unless we're clean with ourselves about our intentions and motives, meaning that we really know for sure that we have no malicious intent when we made a mistake, the next step is for us to look at what we could have done better and do that next time. And that's all you can do. A huge reminder to you, if you have a hard time forgiving yourself, It's to always learn from your mistakes. This is simple wisdom, but it's so powerful. Always tell yourself that what's done is done. You can't wish for a better past. You can't go back and change shit. You can only learn from it, become a better person for it, and move the fuck on. If you let it fester, it's going to eat you alive, and you will not experience life in the way that you need to. Forgiveness is never about letting somebody else's bad behavior be okay. It is really about forgiveness of self. It's about forgiving how long you have punished yourself by holding on to the pain that you have carried from an experience. That is why you feel the pain is because you've held on to it. Because you have identified yourself with it. Because you've said, well, it must be something to do with me that somebody treated me so badly. And it didn't. People have all sorts of shit. Our parents bring all sorts of shit from their lives into ours. And as little kids, we don't know any better. We feel like we're bad. Because they take their shit out on us or they violate us in some way or they hurt us. Or somebody has betrayed us in a relationship. And in part... That stuff, the betrayal has to do with you, but their bad behavior doesn't. And y'all have heard me talk about betrayal. And if you haven't, go back and listen to uh, How to Heal from Betrayal. It's one of my earlier uh, episodes, but I promise you it will help you. So please promise yourself that you're going to look at your actions with brutal honesty and your intentions with brutal honesty and compassion for yourself and others that's the key thing. When you offer forgiveness to yourself, which is that's what's all forgiveness is about. It ain't forgiving the other person, it's forgiveness of yourself for carrying around the pain that was inflicted on you. Have compassion and love the shit out of yourself. While no one needs to dictate how you behave, we all know when we're being dishonest, malicious or selfish with somebody else. If you behave in those ways, then you need to do some more work on why you need to be so freaking manipulative to get what you want or to hurt others. And when you think about that, why can't you be direct? What's your problem? Figure that shit out. Because people like people who don't go around the mulberry bush or who act like they have uh, and who do have ulterior motives. It makes my crawl when I encounter people like that. And if you're like that, you need to figure out why you got to be so manipulative to get what you want instead of just being straight up. But I ask you to forgive yourself for the mistakes that you've made. Learn what you can from these moments where you were, when you were imperfect and trying to make everybody else happy. I promise you, these are amazing opportunities for growth when you screw up, right? And you have the opportunity to forgive yourself and let go of the pain that you carry. And lastly, if you need to take responsibility for poor choices, do that. For God's sake, step up and take responsibility instead of being so damn defensive. You're defensive because you feel like you're accused of something. Who gives a shit if somebody brings something up? Listen. Have compassion for what they're going through. You don't have to agree. But listen to them because perhaps there's really something for you to hear. Perhaps it's not so much maybe about what you've done or neglected to do, but more about what the person needs from you. Go deeper. Get right with yourself. Whatever the person does after that is their issue, not yours. Live cleanly. Number six, you will always attract what you believe you deserve. How hard is this one to accept? Possibly one of the hardest truths to accept, but why? Most people don't realize that no matter how many wonderful mantras they recite, what you truly vibrate with is what you call into existence for yourself. Believe that you can't find someone who will be faithful to you because the only types of people that you date are cheaters. Well, you're going to keep drawing that kind of relationship into your life until you get right with yourself and practice fidelity to yourself first. And I've talked about this concept before, but let me reiterate it. Once you honor all of the stirrings inside of you by paying attention to the red flags and relationships, the first time you will begin to love and honor yourself and you'll never settle for what isn't in your highest interest. Eliminating infidelity no matter what type, financial, sexual, physical, emotional. This is all about practicing complete fidelity to self first. When you live your life from a place of deservedness for all the good things, love, abundance, good health, opportunity, You're going to be open to receiving what is divinely yours. And you're going to be open to welcoming those wonderful things, even if you aren't happy with what comes to you. You know in your heart and mind that what is in your life is there to make you a better person. If you're still struggling, for God's sakes, accept that truth. What comes into your life is always useful, even if you don't like it. And even if something doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. Well, look at, look at the thoughts that you practice on a regular basis. And if those thoughts that you practice, make you feel like shit, change them, change them into something positive. If you wish something didn't happen, I want you to shift. I'm so grateful that this happened. I'm grateful that this didn't happen. Shift your mindset, shift your language see and feel your life the way you want it to be really feel what that life is like your ideal life and then keep feeling that focus on that and then see what you call into existence number seven don't worry about what other people think and here's the truth bomb y'all 99.99% of people really don't give a shit about you in your life. So serious about that. So serious. So before you start hemming and hawing about what I just said, let me clarify. Now, I'm not saying that those people who are close to you don't care. Likelihood is that they do care what happens to you. And God willing, they want the best for you. They do care about what happens to you. That said, most of us typically project our greatest fears on others, the general public. I've done it and I freaked myself out. And when we do that, we kind of think that everybody else really gives a shit about what happens to us, but they don't. Seriously, they don't. Because here's the distinction. They are curious, not caring. We see this projection in children and teens so often because growing up, is just hard. It's hard coming into our own and figuring out ourselves and not comparing ourselves to others. It is hard. They're so worried about what other people think than what the reality is. 99.99% of people show curiosity about your life is gossip. And like, ugh, I'm... I'm listening and looking at somebody else's dirty laundry rather than paying attention to my own shit. And if people found out about my own shit, holy shit balls. I wouldn't want that, but I can be a glutton for other people's suffering. That's all that is y'all. Right? So really people give a shit about you for about five minutes and then they're off living their lives. Right? Don't get caught up in the craziness of believing that other people are so tuned into you (laughs) and your life. Please don't flatter yourself that much. They aren't. Go live your life and stop worrying about what other people think or say about you. The only person you need to be right with is you. Everyone else is trying to do that same thing too. And if you realize that, everybody's trying to do that even though you see all these happy Facebook posts and social media posts, everybody's so happy, family's so happy, couple's so happy, Uh, not always the case. Majority of the time, people just like to put on airs because life isn't all happy, it's tough. Realize that everybody else is trying to get right with themselves too, to be uh, in as much peace as possible. And just trust me, like I said, don't flatter yourself, honey. You are just a minor distraction from them doing their own work. I hope that brings you peace. Seriously. Last one. Number eight. Getting out of your comfort zone is the only way to grow. Very few of us like change. It bothers us and makes us look at our lives when we don't really want to. But for some reason, remaining uncomfortably comfortable works for a lot of us. It's weird that we think we're comfortable when we live a mediocre life and playing small. But when it comes down to the truth of it all, we're really not comfortable with that shit at all. There's something inside of us, deep inside, somewhere deep down inside, or maybe just right at the surface. You know that you want more out of life. But for whatever reason, you either maybe believe you don't deserve things, either you believe you can't do what it takes to achieve what you want, or you don't find a big enough reason why you should put more effort into having certain things in your life. I recently saw a post on social media. It was some like working women's networking or women, I can't remember what it was, some women's group that I belong to on Facebook, where somebody asked what she could do about becoming more motivated, about making her goal or her business happen in her life. And I laughed, and I didn't laugh at her, but I thought, are you kidding me? You, you need outside inspiration to find inner inspiration? And because I, I laughed at, at that because, like I said, promise you I'm not laughing at her, because we've all been in that place to try like, I just, I know I want this to happen, but I don't feel so motivated. So I wrote back to her and I said, clearly you don't have a big enough why in the direction of your dream to do whatever it takes to bring about success. Let me clarify why I said that. When we say we want things, we are only interested because if we felt like it was a must, we'd be completely committed. We'd be busting out all avenues. We'd be pulling out all the stops to make sure it happened. So when you say, God, I really want this to happen, and you're not doing much about it, and you're trying to find your why, then you haven't created enough leverage within yourself for that thing to happen. It's not as important as you say it is and you don't have a big enough reason why you need to accomplish that. So I wasn't criticizing her, but I was giving her a heads up that, you know what? It's not compelling enough for you. We make things happen when we feel compelled to do it. Not with these bullshit things like, yeah, I need to, I should, I've got to, I'm, I ought to. Those are all crocks of shit because you're on the fence. But if you say, it's a must, I can't not do this, then you'll do it, right? So you either want what you want and you're going to get what you want or you don't. So you got to get real clear about what you do and don't want in your life. And trust me, when you really want something, like I said, there's nothing that will stop you from getting it. You're going to be so fucking hungry to have it. You're going to do whatever it takes. That's commitment, not interest. Get out there and experience something new and seek out mentors to help you in ways that you don't even know you need help with. I have paid so many people to help me in different areas. And thank God, because everybody has something different to offer. And I have learned so much about building a business, about doing a podcast, about writing a book, about helping clients. Like I love learning from people. Love it, love it, love it. So I suggested if you want to accomplish something and you can't figure out why you're not doing it, like what the resistance is, go find somebody to work it out with. Quit just sitting around, wah, wah, wah. Go hire a coach. Cause I'm gonna tell you, even if you don't think you have the money, Invest in yourself. Because I'm telling you, once you get those blocks out of your way, you'll be able to make the money you need to. You'll be able to change your living situation. You'll be able to pay your bills. You'll be able to to situate yourself in a position where you can relax. So I hope you have really uh, gotten and gleaned some things from today's podcast episode. It's a lot. And y'all know me, I shoot straight. Uh, I don't know how else to be. Uh, and that's how God uses me is straight up. But I say all this stuff with love. I really want you living your best life, but you got to step up to it and you got to stop arguing with the truth and you got to stop carrying your pain around, lay that shit down. And you got to start changing how you think about things and how you view things and stop those habits that make you feel like shit. Make some shifts. If you need help, reach out, find a coach, find a therapist, find somebody who is on track, who will not let you sink into the woe is me, victimhood, helpless bullshit stuff that you practice. Because if your life ain't changing... That means you're not doing what you need to do to change it. You're just uncomfortable. I want you happy, and I love you. So I hope you have a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend